0: I think that there was kind of a turning point um, where I had just decided that I had enough and I had to be very humble in that decision because I knew that starting over per se, you know, in maybe a new relationship or what I, I wanted to be a new relationship was gonna be a complete shift and a change from scratch, basically. And I needed to start getting my life back on track. And, and I knew, just because of probably my upbringing and you know some of those quality friendships that I still had around me, I knew that, that for me, that meant that I needed to come back to church.
1: Welcome back to the Offstage Podcast. We are in season two, talking about the stories And it's just been an awesome time hearing people's stories of their journeys with the Lord and how they came to know him and how they're living out their lives. And so today I am joined by a very special guest, uh, very near and dear to my heart, my husband, Andrew Schultz or Andy.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes. Very glad that you're here. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about your wife. And how amazing she is. Just mm. kidding. But tell us about just your family, who you are, what you do.
0: Perfect. Um, my name is Andy Schultz. I am married to you, um, Thank you. two wonderful little boys, three and two. And, um, you know, just living life, loving everything about it. They keep us busy and we have a good time. Awesome.
1: So. Tell us about what you do at Refuge and your role Ooh, here.
0: yeah. Um, I serve on staff as the IT director. I also serve on the advisory board and the board of trustees.
1: Awesome! And as of recently, the the connections, connections pastor. pastor. Yes, so that's yeah. exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I have a a little icebreaker for you. Um, hmm, I have to. I want to like ask you something that I don't already know. Mm, good But luck. that might be good difficult. Luck. Yep. So. Um, let's hear like an embarrassing story,
0: Ooh if you even have any, uh, I do have one that I can think of, um, in high school, we had a soccer practice. It's actually soccer tryouts and near the end of the tryouts, everyone was kind of changing clothes and getting ready to go home, having a little water break and one of my rivals, um. Challenged me to just like a quick race. It was like a hundred meter sprint. Nothing um, That I thought would have been too dramatic, but um We got our cleats back on and someone counted down and when they said go, um, I got about three steps in before I stubbed my toe on like, not a rock, <laughs> but it was like, a, it was like a divot kind of in the grass and I like stubbed my toe hard and I just fell over. So, um, very embarrassing because there was still a few people watching and, uh, needless to say, I did not win. Mm. So. I didn't know that. Yep. That's really funny. Well, I can almost picture it too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not graceful at all. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: But I'm sure you made up for it. So. I tried. All right, so let's get right into it. Can you tell us about your life before your walk with God? Tell us about your upbringing, your family, different people or moments that shaped who you are today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mom and dad had me back in 1992, so it makes me pretty old. I'll be 31 this year. Uh, I am the oldest of three, I have a younger sister and a younger brother. And um, I think, honestly, when I, when I think back to it, a lot of what shaped me and molded me was really just the fact that I was the oldest child. Um, obviously, there's other circumstantial things and you know people around you that shape you. But I think a lot of my identity and, and who I was and how I was brought up really was because I was the oldest child. So people kind of expected me to know things. People went to me um four things maybe before they'd go to my brother and sister and so even my parents kind of looking to me later on you know for help with technology or help troubleshooting things you know um i was definitely the person that that people went to for that kind of stuff and so i think just even when i was younger kind of taking an interest in in different things um kind of helped shape that a little bit
1: hmm. so how did you come to know the Lord, and um, what was that journey like for you after growing up in a Christian home to then making that faith your own?
0: Yeah, um, that's a, a great question, actually. Um, for those who, who don't know, I did grow up in the church. Um, I've been a part of Refuge my entire life. Um, but there definitely were, you know, moments, uh, even a season where I wasn't always walking with God like I should be. And um, I think back to some of those moments, and I think that um, probably around the time that I started kind of coming back to Christ was like right before youth group age. So um, there's actually a, a guest minister that that came to church back then, um, his name was Paul Wilbur, and he was kind of leading a, a, like a revival ministry and um, was obviously a worship leader, a very well-known worship leader, and had recently released an album. And he came to Good News Fellowship Church at the time, now Refuge, and he had a whole Sunday morning set up with his band, and, and the music really spoke to me. And I think that after the message that day is when I accepted Christ. And so I'm, I'm sure we'll get into more of the nitty gritty at some point, but I think that's when my life started to kind of take a turn to realize I'm actually the one who's responsible for my faith. It's when I first kind of made the decision to come to Christ and, and realize that.
1: Mm, that's good. So you have that foundation, um, but then what was the point in your life where you kind of had to choose between, okay, do I want to live for Jesus or maybe the things of the world became a little bit more Hmm. pleasant or...
0: Yeah, so that initial, I would say, uh, my first real encounter where I kind of started taking responsibility for my relationship with God, um, that was like the first step, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Following that was high school. Uh, I started to make some new friends. I actually left um, Stevens Point Christian Academy at the end of ninth grade and started in public school at Spash here in Stevens Point. And so um, when when that transition happened, a lot shifted in my life, I started making um, new friends, some good friends, some, you know, worldly friends. And a lot of the decisions um, that I came to in those high school years started, started to lead me a little bit astray, for sure. And those decisions and those friends definitely set me up for... Um, my initial college years which were definitely in a season that I was not following Christ and so um, you know to kind of get into a little bit more detail with that you know there was a period of time where I started drinking I started hanging out with um, kind of a rougher group of friends that would go bar hopping and you know enjoy their free time in between classes um, I I also was in a couple different relationships and um, actually ended up even moving in with a girlfriend at that time and so i think just kind of all of those (laughs) the the easy path that you could say um, where you start to kind of make more bad decisions and they kind of just unfold on top of each other um, that's kind of where a lot of that started for sure
1: so what then after you fell away from god what kind of brought you back and what was that pivotal moment like for you? Mm, sure.
0: Um, I think that there was kind of a turning point um, where I had just decided that I had enough. And I had to be very humble in that decision because I knew that starting over, per se, you know, in maybe a new relationship or what I, I wanted to be a new relationship was going to be a complete shift and a change from scratch basically and so um i guess when i when i say that what i mean was i was in a relationship i was living with my girlfriend at the time and i knew that that was wrong and in order to change that and get back to the place where i knew i was called to be um i needed to break up with her i needed to move out of that apartment, that relationship just in general, and I needed to start getting my life back on track. And and I knew just because of probably my upbringing and, you know, some of those quality friendships that I still had around me, I knew that, that for me, that meant that I needed to come back to church. I needed to move back in with my parents to kind of get away from that lifestyle. Um, and ultimately, that led to my decision to start pursuing you as well. And, you know, that's a fun dynamic since you're interviewing me here. But um, that's really the the moment that I started to make those decisions to kind of get back on, on track. And it wasn't quick, you know, it was um, a period of time to start making those decisions and make some life changes, but that's definitely where it started.
1: Mm, that's good. Um, something I want to talk about is conviction because Ooh. we hear that <laughs> word a lot. And, yeah. um, you know, I even remember, Early on in our relationship where we would talk about something and, you know, you hear the word like, that's my conviction or that's your conviction. Mm -hmm. But tell me a little bit about what that, what conviction means to you in your story. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's a deep one for sure, because in my opinion, uh, I believe that conviction is a little different to everybody and my convictions are definitely not your convictions. Maybe there's some similarities, but Mm -hmm. there, there's guaranteed to be some differences too, right? Everyone's a little bit different. Um, and especially on where you are with your walk with God will help determine some of those convictions. So for me, um, a conviction that I had, um, was just that I shouldn't drink. For me, it was more of a self-control issue. I knew that if I started to drink, that it would quickly turn into um, an overflow and abundance, uh, which led to bad decisions and and Mm -hmm. poor behavior. So a conviction that I had was just to eliminate that from my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and And even in a day, I wouldn't say recently, but even in a day now where I think about drinking, I immediately have a check go off like in my spirit where I just know that that's not right for me and so uh, I I believe that like I said convictions are are different for everybody Um, but it's it's a knowing it's kind of a a little check in your heart in your spirit Mm -hmm. where you just know something's off it's not right probably shouldn't do it you know maybe there's a, a better solution or a better answer to whatever you're going through but the um, conviction is is deep. A lot mm-hmm. of times, it's just like an inward knowing.
1: Yeah. Um, so, do you have any like theme scriptures that you've stood on throughout the years that have helped you get through things?
0: I would say there's a few for sure. Um, you know, throughout the last five or six years, especially. Um, Pastor Matt has, has really been there for me as a spiritual dad to kind of help mentor me and, and walk me through some things, especially, um, you know, four or five, six years ago, as, as you and I started dating, spent a lot of time together. And, and one scripture that I spent a lot of time with was Proverbs three, five, and six. Uh, and I'm not going to recite it, but basically it says, the Lord will make your path straight. He will keep straight your path. And I think that what I take from that the most is that when I keep my eyes on him, he makes those decisions in my life and those convictions easier um, to come into alignment for me. Because there's definitely uh, moments where, sure, like I want to listen to my flesh or it would be easy to just say yes to something that's um, of a little more worldly decision or a worldly nature. Um, but I know that keeping my eyes focused on Jesus will keep that path straight, and so I definitely stand on that that scripture.
1: That's a good one. It's a good word. So kind of along the same lines then, if you had a theme word for your testimony or a phrase, what would it be? Mm.
0: That's probably one that I didn't think too hard about. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would just say humility. I think that there's, there's something important about keeping a humble spirit and just Mm -hmm. being um, of servant nature where you, you don't think highly of yourself. You're not prideful in your calling. You're not prideful in what you do. And I think that there's a lot of favor that God brings to those areas. And so um, Mm -hmm. I would say that that's, that's definitely an area where I find myself continuing to want to work towards. And the more that I see myself um, kind of acting in those ways, the more favorable the outcomes, for That's sure. It's
1: really good. And it's true. You're, yep. You live your life totally with that yeah. perspective and with that servant heart. And so can you share, just kind of as we close things up, wrap things up a little bit, Um, maybe some advice to people or some spiritual disciplines or practices that you've put in place in your life that have really helped deepen your relationship with God and nurtured that relationship in maybe a day-to-day or how do you keep that flame burning?
0: (laughs) Um, I would definitely say that the majority of, of how I deal with that is with the people that you surround yourself with. Um, A lot of people that know me know that when I was in those college years, um, the people that I surrounded myself with were not all quality friendships. And around the time that I started kind of being more involved in church again and and being here with my my refuge fam, um, that definitely helped to shape. The person that I wanted to be. And so, any advice that I could give would definitely be along those lines. You know, make sure that you're making quality friendships, quality Mm -hmm. relationships. Um, As you pursue any dating relationships or eventually get engaged and married, make sure that you have quality couples that you're spending time with because you hold each other accountable. Um, you're there for each other in times of need, in times of hurt. There's a lot of things that people go through. And if you don't have those quality people in your life, it's, it's very easy to kind of take a step back and almost remove yourself from situations where God's called you to.
1: Yeah. So then a follow-up from that is, what if there's someone who is maybe just starting out their journey with the Lord and has a lot of friendships that maybe don't bring out the best in them or aren't pushing them closer to Jesus. Like how should they navigate that with just, you know, like blocking off all of those friends or how yeah. do they, you know, cause then I think there comes that aspect of loneliness. Like oh, absolutely. a lot of people have the mentality. If I'm going to go all out for Jesus, I'm going to lose so much of, you know, so many friendships and, and so many relationships. So, and I know for you, that was a big part of your life. So what would you say to those people?
0: I would say, first of all, uh, it's true. You do lose a lot of those friendships. Um, there, There's a, a period of pruning that takes place in your life when you start to make those decisions to be on track with God. Um, it's not easy. It's super difficult. Um, I don't think that when a tree gets pruned, it feels good. You know, maybe trees yeah. don't have the same feelings and emotions that we do, but... <laughs> Um, It's tough. There's a lot of work. And so I would say, first of all, when you make that decision, make sure that you mean it. Because meaning Mm it means that you know there's going to be some work involved. Um, Secondly, I would say just push through. Be confident in yourself and who you are and really stay rooted in in the foundation that is God's word. Because there's going to be a point where you're going to want to give up or turn back to some of those old ways and those old friends. And it's not worth it. It's yeah. definitely not. And once you kind of come through and you see that other side, you'll know that for yourself too.
1: And also your life can really be a witness to other people, oh, even absolutely. some of those other friends.
0: I think now back to uh, some of those friendships when I when I actually do spend time with some of those people now, because I still see some people from time to time. Um, they know I don't drink, so they'll have like a little six pack of LaCroix waiting for me when we hang out or something like that. Cause you, they, they, I'm not know. a LaCroix fan. Yeah, so for we've, me, that we've changed makes. now. If you're, if you're that friend, I'm a bubbler boy now.
1: <laughs> yes. Not sponsored. <laughs> nice. So as we wrap things up again, um, are there any closing thoughts that you have anything that you didn't mention that you'd like to,
0: I would just say stick with it. It's a pretty simple statement to wrap it up, but um, a lot of people just need that little bit of motivation. Just Mm -hmm. have the confidence that, you know, standing on God's word, you can make it through.
1: Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Offstage Podcast. I was definitely blessed and encouraged by this. And so, if you were encouraged and want to share it with someone, feel free to share it, like it, comment, and feel free to subscribe to our channel so that you can stay up to date with what's going on here and you can be notified for next week's episode of the Offstage Podcast. Have a great day.